Let's go. Let's go. It's the Plank Show. Obviously, a sad, somber day in the Sooner Nation as we we wake up to the terrible news that we've lost a legend, Toby Keith, uh, passing away after his battle with cancer. Uh, but so many emotions, right? Celebration of everything he was about. Uh, true to his Sooners. True to his hometown. Just, I'm bummed, man. I, uh, I'm bummed. But we're uh, we're gonna have a fun show today. KJ Kindler's coming by. JT Gasso's gonna make his debut uh, for 2024 at 11:30 a.m. this morning. Sooner fans, 11:30 a.m. this morning, and the streak continues of me being dead bleeping wrong on any idea that I have of what might happen before the season starts for OU softball. I mean, every now and then, Coach Castle, you could send me like a text or give me a little heads up. But I was a firm believer. and I, But, again, I'm not surprised by T.R.A. Jennings getting the nod at shortstop. I think even, I think even told you guys. The, the idea was Alyssa Brito's a dang good third baseman, man. And it would be really hard for someone to play better to essentially unseat her there and have the confidence to put her at short. I think she's just too good at third. Kind of like Sid Romero was too good at third. You have somebody in Alyssa Brito that's just become too good at third base to put her at short. But I think she'll play some short this year. Can't wait to see who starts at second, though. That's, that's going to be the fun battle. Lilio, Avery Hodge. Uh, I didn't expect to hear Alina Torres' name in that mix, but, hey, here we are. So welcome into a – welcome in. To a Tuesday edition. How are you, Josh Helmer, on this Tuesday? Good morning. Good morning. Obviously, it was a Tuesday, Phil. Obviously, saddened uh, about the Toby Keith news this morning, but uh, otherwise, uh, I, I guess good. It's uh, kind of hard to shake that. It's cancer it's a weird really day. just cancer really just sucks, man. It's just it's terrible. I mean, it's I think I don't think there's a single person listening right now who hasn't been affected by it, either personally or through a. a well, I guess personally would be through a, a tie with family members, but everyone's been affected by it. it. It touches your life or a loved one's life in one way or another, unfortunately. Yeah, so we uh, we got a lot of tributes that will be paid today throughout the program uh, and a lot of things to get to. Did you, uh, by the way, as K.J. Kindler rolls in and gets Good set Good morning, up, Coach. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch Kansas and Kansas State last night? I did, yeah. That kind of snuck up on me. I'm not going to lie. Nice was, uh, uh, sunflower showdown dub yeah, for the Cats. not bad at all. Not bad at all. I was. Uh, I still can't believe that's the same team that Oklahoma played the other day. I Kansas don't know that it State. was. <laughs> I'm not convinced it was the same team. How are you, Coach Kindler? I'm good, thank you. Hey, did you, Um, you know, we're, we're we got a lot to talk about. Today. Yes. Um, you got a big home meet this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and put your headset on. Every time she, I sit here and I ask okay. something. You, get, you got the volumes over there if you need to adjust it at okay, all. Okay, thank you. Did you, uh, did you know TK? Did you know Toby Keith? I did not. You know, I did not. He was, uh, he was something else, man. It's a sad day to try to, to try to put into context what he truly meant to Oklahoma, but the man was a true diehard Sooner, wasn't he? Absolutely. He Saw was, him at everything. He was huge supporter. Huge supporter. How uh, how have things been for you after that dominating performance this past weekend? <laughs> Holy smokes! How did you feel on the plane ride back? Well, you, I'm sure there's always something you want to see done better, right? But you had to feel pretty good about things, huh? Yeah. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Sounded like something just broke in there. Did you hear that? There you go. Try oh, I might have just broken in. Here, take this one. How did you feel about the weekend? <laughs> um, it was great, you know. Again, we kind of uh, found ourselves in a tough spot there after vault. We were behind, um, but bars and beam were like lightning, you know. So and floor, it was our best right. floor performance of the year. So the start was really great. Vault is still a work in progress. Just our landings aren't there right now, but um, bars stuck six out of six dismounts, which is really quite rare. You actually, uh, I, I think you can move that down if you want now. Yeah. So, what is, in, in your opinion, can I give you my fan opinion on yeah. that? It seems like the team's just juiced. Like, it seems like there's so much. Now, this was, I'm going back two weeks. I didn't get to, I don't know what Pac 12 Insider is or wherever <laughs> you guys were this weekend, but it just seems like there's this extra. Oh, man, is Lou getting them a little bit too fired up before they run out there or what? <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, it's a real science because if you try to stick, mm -hmm. you can come out a little early and step backward, which is actually a larger penalty than stepping forward. Oh wow! So you, ha it's a it's a balance. Like you always want to step forward if you step, but then when you're trying to stick, you risk stepping backwards. So um, I I just think we just need to get out there a little bit more. We do have a lot of new people in the lineup. You know, Faith Torres definitely. Um, getting her first taste of it. Hannah's had a couple of um, uncharacteristic weeks. Um, and Kira, Kira did do her best vault. Um, but we do have 50% new people in that wow. lineup. So it is going to be a work in progress. What was the uh, what was the energy? What was the just overall feel? Yeah, it was great. Weekend? I mean, Jordan got a 10 on bars, which was a big deal. That was awesome. It's our I think first it was on SportsCenter, too. I think oh, it was, was like it? The, I don't know if it made the top 10, but they were, they're doing – I think this is so awesome for the sport. They'll have a segment on Saturdays and Sundays where they kind of take you through all the gymnastics action of the oh, weekend. Oh, awesome. They were showing a perfect 10, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she did, she did phenomenal, but the whole bar team was – out of this world and um and and i feel the same way about floor those were our two best events this weekend beam was good definitely good so uh with cal berkeley there you know you you know you're going against number two they were juiced they were killing it after the first two events so um and it, it felt more like home for them because it was in the pac 12 so right arizona state also um did a really good job so it was a great meet for us in terms of just kind of getting in that kind of atmosphere and and being able to to pull it out podium meet it was not okay all right that's yeah. you've had a couple that are and a couple that aren't does that yeah. affect adjustments at all for your team or is it good to have that mix? Um, it's good to have that mix because most of your meets during the year are not on podium, but podium prepares you for the future. So, mm, Good. Yeah. Good. I got so many questions, but for you personally, how are you feeling? How are you good? We, our, our family has been – we've had the bug hit. It's gone through everyone. Our school, my daughter is a oh, – don't worry, I'm good. I'm sorry. I know that's moved away a little bit further from me. <laughs> my daughter, my fourth grader, is her, – her class has been – hammered by it this is that time of year you know and if people get back to school and everything how are we health wise how are you doing how are you feeling about things right now? yeah student athletes um are definitely coming down with it so we're trying to quarantine our team impossible impossible, impossible. so uh we'll just see um we've had a, cu a couple people go down so we'll just have to see my daughter was sick yesterday oh, no. so that's never good we locked her in her room <laughs> 
My, here's okay. Okay. Well, I don't feel bad. My nine year old is she is a ball of energy, right? She's she's my goat. When things are down, she'll have a little pep talk for you, and she's got her little. Uh, it's not a list, but just she's she's nine, so she's got a real cute way in which she talks, and she's been down. Like down, down, and so I mean, I'm to the point where it's like, you know, let's maybe, maybe we do need to go ahead and push her in the room. And my wife is like, no, I need to sit here and take care of her. So guess who's sick now? Your wife. My wife, right? And and I'm a terrible person because I'm like, listen, <laughs> we're leaving today to go to the opening softball series of the year down in Mexico. Um, I don't, you, you know what Patty Gasso would do to me if I got anyone sick, <laughs> or do you know what KJ Kindler would do to me if I got KJ Kindler sick? So, uh, that's. That's a heck of a battle because I don't know if there's ever a time where an illness isn't going around in some way, shape, or form. But to try to to try to be out there like you need to be, right, and in, in, in selling the program and want people to go, and you want your student athletes to be immersed in it too. It's tough, right? It's a tough balance. Yeah, I mean, I worry more about the student athlete than I do myself. <laughs> like, we could fight through it. I could gut it out, but um, but they, you know, it, it, gosh, it's so hard on an athlete who's like starting to peak and at her top and then to be pushed back like that, lose energy, lose, you know, hydration definitely. And all of that affects you for not just a few days. Like it, right. it's probably a two week back to back on track kind of situation when you get sick like that. So we had a lot of illness at the beginning of the year, but mostly, you know, upper respiratory, respiratory stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see if we can uh, weather this storm. Let's go through some, uh, some of your student athletes, but I, I wanted to start with the return. Danae Fletcher, how uh, how'd she look? Um, she she's out. Is she out? Oh, yeah. well, they had her listed here on the uneven bars. Oh no, Mm-mm. is that from previous and earlier in the season? It must have. Okay, been. because it said that I was just looking through this notes and it said Danae Fletcher, uh, Danny Severs, and Reagan Smith are all ranked on the uneven bars. So that must be from earlier this year, right? Yeah. Must okay. Be. Then for the return, we've seen Danny Severs now for a couple of weeks, and she's been yeah. back. How's things coming along? She for her? actually got a ten from one judge. In oh this really? Meet. Yeah. Um, her score was nine nine five. So. Here's where you get Ooh, here's talk. as I love a coach it. you get like confused a 10 and a 99 like they should never be that far apart in my opinion. So if it's a 10 performance you should be maybe a half tenth apart. So anyway, she ended up with a 995 but that's good a first her first 10 of the year. Um, and she's coming along, you know, like I said, I really think this is the end of February beginning of March return for her on floor and vault. so we'll just have to you know be patient. Jordan Bowers has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, is this for you personally? She's number one in the uneven bar. She's top five in the balance beam, uh, top six in the floor, and the number four ranked all around uh, athlete in the country. Expected? Maybe yeah. a little bit of a surprise even with how good she's been this early? I think expected and definitely has improved greatly on floor. Last year on floor, the beginning of the year was a little rough. She had some some moments that weren't great. So this year she's really kind of reeled that in and has been super consistent really overall. I mean, that's her her greatest strength. She she can score super high, but she's just been incredibly consistent. You've uh, you've talked a lot about depth and when when we wrote our preview piece, that was the one thing that I felt like maybe I talked about a little bit too much and it was just depth depth depth. How have you used that so far? In other words, now again, challenge with Danae Fletcher going down. You've had a couple injuries earlier. You mentioned a few illnesses early in the season, but how have you been able to use your depth and 
are, are is it something that you'll continue to kind of flex as the season progresses? Yeah. So this weekend, for instance, Bell Johnson went on floor. Soraya um, kind of was the alternate position there. Um, so we're making some adjustments, giving other people opportunities. Sheridan Ramsey competed as exhibition on vault. We're preparing these people. Um, to be in the lineup, to step into the lineup. We've had three people exhibition beam, Ava Siegfeld, uh, Amy Weir, Malin Sullivan, Malin on bars. Uh, but Bell and Hannah are ready to go on bars. Like, we, we have things happening. Um, and, and so we have to take a risk here and there, maybe plug some people into the lineup. Definitely getting exhibition and, and experience to me right now is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. I have been uh, chastised because I was looking at rankings and not final stats, so I apologize uh, with Danae. I'm usually a little bit sharper than that, Coach. I'm not even my first full cup of coffee in. <laughs> but 198.375, 198.375, that's that's pretty solid, I mean, at this yeah. point in the season, right? I mean, that you've got to be on cloud. Well – I say you got to be on cloud nine, but you got to be feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean we're we're one of two teams in the country that scored a one ninety eight on the road, wow. and so that's a pretty great stat. Just because, you know, we're we're a little tired. We've been on the road four out of five weeks, and two of those one ninety eights came on the road. We're the only team with two one ninety eights on the road, and so that. I mean, that's pretty huge because, like I've mentioned before, away scores are weighted a little bit heavier. So it was risky to have all these away scores <laughs> at the beginning when you're kind of feeling it all out. Um, but uh, risk-reward, I guess, in this case. Well, is was that a, a, a plan? Did it just fall that way with this many road trips? Was it, it fell that way. Okay. Whoever schedules is like... It's me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> but was that was gonna... <laughs> that was like a little bit crazy. Um, right. But, you know, it's just the way it fell in terms of who was coming to us and, and things like that. So it fell that way, and we just made the best of it, basically. Did uh, Will that change in the SEC? Like, will yes. we be getting into conference matchups much earlier? Yes. Okay. Um, so next year, uh, I've get, I've been given my schedule for the next two years, oh, actually, good, in good. advance. And so you've got nine meets that are already scheduled for you. So you basically have three meets to play with that oh, you wow. could go somewhere in early January or have someone in in early January and end of March. But your bye weekend's different every year. However, um, our bye weekend are bookends, so uh-huh. they're at the beginning and end uh, next year. So, But we have some um, – you know, great teams coming in here, and obviously we're going to some really incredible places next year. Because as well. there, there's only, and we can't talk about it yet, so don't be asking. I'll try to find out off the air. No, I'm just kidding. Because you're you're going into a league. Not we're not here to bash the Big Twelve, but there's only five women's gymnastics programs in the Big Twelve, right? Um, uh, BYU, West Virginia, Iowa State, Denver, and us, right? Yes. Okay, and then we're going into the SEC to where it's nine. Nine. Yeah, and I'll just say um, I believe eight of the nine, uh, if you would count us right right now, are in the top 11. (laughs) And so that's like gigantic. And then all the teams are in the top 20. I would say from a competition level, football obviously is one. Baseball's up there, but gymnastics might be 1A for you guys. I mean, it's this is no, if there's any Denver people, this is not your bulletin board material, okay? That's a really good program. But when you're going from a weekend matchup meet with Iowa State 
and then next year you're going into a meet with Alabama or LSU. It's a completely different world. Yeah, it is. I mean, just in terms of uh, the environment you're walking into, and, right. and it's just competitive week in and week out. If you look at the SEC right now, uh, it's hard to tell who will even win regular season because they're basically beating each other up. Wow. You know, so <laughs> so somebody who you thought was maybe the top has lost uh, has lost a meet already. So it, it's going to be a crazy world. I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's also – not here yet. No, we it still isn't. have a big meet. I'm sorry. I got over my because I was looking at the Big Twelve Championship and I was looking at the Big Twelve Championship and I thought it's gonna be a much different world, you know, three hundred and sixty five days from now. And I think they, they're doing it in New Orleans where the Pelicans play this year. And I don't know if they do that every year, but uh, like tickets are already hot and it's gonna be wild. But tickets need to be hot for this weekend because it's Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey night or something like that. Uh, Josh, are you coming? uh, Why wouldn't I be? There you go. (laughs) Through the mind of Caitlin Fournier and her staff over on the marketing side of things, KJ, uh, finding ways to make it fun beyond just the meet itself. So what can we expect with, uh, let's see, who is all coming in this weekend? Uh, BYU is here this weekend. Uh, Hold on. Don't you tell me. BYU is here this weekend along with... Utah State and TWU for Friday night. Yeah, so Utah State, our former alum, Kristen Smith, now Kristen White. She's the head coach there. Holy smokes. Yeah, and then BYU guard Young, who was the assistant coach for Mark Williams. He's the head coach of BYU. So it is alumni weekend as well, because why not with those head coaches (laughs) coming in? Um, We're excited for that, but... uh, I all the all the young ladies in the stands can get excited for friendship bracelets. I Ooh. believe they've been kicking them out all week, and there's some really cool ones that uh, they could they could catch, retrieve. Hopefully, nice. you know they're good. They can grab those things. <laughs> they're kind of small, but no, they are. Trust me, as somebody whose daughter, my daughter has created her own business. My it's called Gwinnie Beads, and she Ooh. makes them. Yeah, she makes them. Non-stop. We should have hired her. I, I, well, she, she probably would have called out sick because <laughs> this is apparently the worst thing that's ever happened to her while she lays on the couch and watches YouTube videos all day long. But no, it's part of the fun of yeah. the of the uh, evening, right? Yeah, and it's going to be. I think all uh, you know, we're going to be hitting some serious. Taylor Swift songs during the meet, of course, and all of that good stuff. But what's most important, I was so excited about the 8,500 that were at the home opener. And, and like, to me, that says a lot. Like, this is, this is something we want to build off of. We definitely want to, you know, hit that 9,000 mark this week, keep going up. Um, You know, we've got Michigan and Alabama down the road, which I hope to sell out. Um, if we sell out, we can put that curtain down and, and fill the whole place. So that's been our goal all along, um, and we would love to do that. And so, yeah, come out this weekend. It'll be super fun. I got tickets to give away. I just realized. Oh, that. my gosh. Let's give away two pairs of tickets before Let's KJ do it. gets out of here. Uh, we've done this, and it's been very successful. Uh, hit us up on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, with the keyword KJ. 405-651-3439. We'll give away a pair of tickets. Did I tell you I screwed up last week? I haven't told you this. You need to chastise me, okay? Okay. We had our 10 tickets. I haven't done this. I've done radio for a minute, and it was the first time I screwed up, and I gave the wrong phone number for somebody and their tickets, and I was texting everyone like, hey, everyone get the tickets. Everyone get their tickets. Some guy's like, I got six. I'm like, you weren't supposed to get six. And then someone else is like, I didn't get any. 
So then I'm like, oh, gosh. So I start going through and through, and I'm like, okay, they're going to have your name at the uh, ticket, ticket office. Windows. Thank you. And <laughs> that's where you'll be able to get in. And I, and I don't know if I didn't send the right name or what, but he couldn't get in. But get this. The dude was such a fan, bought his own tickets, and went in. And hasn't cursed me out yet. So thank you, Gary. I also I also got Gary a pair of tickets to this meet, uh, a ref hat and a and a shirt. You so kind of had to. I felt terrible. It's the worst feeling in the world. I, I, afterwards, I'm like, hey, I'm just following up. Everyone get in, okay? Everyone get in, okay? This guy's like, no, I did not. And you're like, son of a we uh, we procured championship uh, apology bag yeah okay. yeah yeah I, I i took care of that from my perspective but i promise that will not happen again because i am no longer in charge of it so if you want to go watch the ou meet with D- denver i'm sorry T- i'm so used to denver TWU, BYU, and utah state uh text the keyword kj right now to 405-651-3439 we'll get you hooked up final thought uh before we let you get out of here has there been an area of this team that's kind of exceeded your expectations where you look at it, you're like, dang, that's a little better than I thought it was going to be? You know, honestly, overall, they've just been incredibly consistent with the number of new routines we have. I think that's kind of the key for right now. Um, when you're consistent like that, you're building confidence, especially in the youth of your team. So I love the confidence that they've built. Um, I think they're feeling pretty good. Um, and, of course, our number one goal at this point is – to focus on recovery, making sure they're feeling really good. We're mid-season already, which is I crazy. I keep saying to start the season, yeah. I'm like, oh, geez. It's sure. been five meets already, and we have 13. So we're kind of in that that middle ground right now. Um, and it's a grind, you know. The season is a grind. So definitely um, looking forward to keeping them healthy and being home again for a while. All right, before you get out of here, you got to pick a winner. So we'll take a break. Thank you, KJ. Good luck this yeah. weekend. Hey, um, I'll be in the courtside club tonight speaking to everybody and um, excited to do that. Oh, that's awesome. BYU tonight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Dad, look at you. Big time. All right, we'll get a winner. Thanks to KJ Kindler. It's the Plank Show on a Tuesday on The Ref. Sorry, we have everything pushed around here in the studio. Studio. Thanks to KJ for coming in. Uh, I'll reach out to our winners coming up in just a bit. KJ helped me pick out a few. <laughs> I did have to laugh. She goes, uh, "She goes, how do I pick someone? I'm like, you just got to scroll through and pick a number. <laughs> she looked at me and goes, they didn't capitalize both letters of the name, so they're out. <laughs> they're done. <laughs> I'm just, she's the best, man. Uh, when when she comes in and hangs with us, KJ Kindler learned so much. You know, and it's 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 interesting. They're doing such a great job on the recruiting trail right now. They really truly are. That future, everything ratchets up. Everything does in the SEC. But as far as, you know, maybe that's a there's a summer show. There's a summer show, Josh. Let's take football out of the mix because we all understand the elevation and competition that football is going through. But Or just have its own football discussion and then let's talk. Right, exactly. Else. Baseball is another world. Ask Gainsey, ask Skip, they'll tell you. Ask T-Row, they'll tell you. It's another world of competition in baseball. Softball. You know, for the longest time, we had seven schools playing softball in the Big 12, at the very least. Now, this year, it ratchets up where you got, what, do we have 10 total now? Is it 10? Yeah, it's 10. You got UCF, Cincinnati doesn't play, BYU and Houston. So, at the very least, you have 10 in softball, but ah, I don't know how good BYU and Houston are going to be this year. 
But I do know whenever we hit the road in conference play, you're going to go to South Carolina, and that's going to be a tough matchup. And when you hit the road, you're going to go to Knoxville, and that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, women's gymnastics is another world, right? It's when it comes to, to competition. About. Yeah, it is. So thanks to KJ Kindler for coming on with this. Man, I um, I JT Gasso at 1130 this morning. We have football talk coming up at 10. But I'm I'm really bummed about Toby Keith, man. It really, truly is. If you're just getting after it today, we've lost a legend. Toby Keith passed away last night after early this morning after his battle with cancer. Uh, the last time I saw Toby in person was actually at a Cracker Barrel, and we were we went after church. My brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and their family were in town, and we were just doing the thing that you have to do at Cracker Barrel, right? We were waiting. And Matt, my brother-in-law, tapped me on the back, and he goes, uh, hey, I think that's Toby Keith. I'm like, what? Because he just, you know, Toby was very frail, and he wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. And, of course, I, I mean, Toby Keith eating a Cracker Barrel? Come on. And he had walked in, and I guess either it was too long of a wait, or and, and maybe they were going to wait in their car. I don't know. But he walked out. I'm like, TK. I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, I'll just grab him a bite. You know, just – Treat you like he's known you his whole life. Just a great dude and uh, a, a true diehard Sooner fan, man. He loved Oklahoma. And what I've, you know, I didn't really probably truly grasp just how deep the library of bangers were that Toby Keith has has done. But as you sit here and you listen throughout T-Row and TJ show and through our show, and I'm sure Steelman and Parker are going to, I mean, I, I almost feel like all of our rejoins can be something different because that's how deep his library went. Sure. Right? And when when his hometown needed needed to be essentially saved, right? Need more needed help after the devastating tornadoes. What did he say? Let's do a concert. Let's go do a concert at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium and raise tons of money. Tons of money. Uh and obviously helped kind of reset the energy level and the mindset for the state of Oklahoma whenever he did that. Just a just a great dude. Sad, sad day, man. Sad day beyond country music. Sad day beyond just Sooner Nation. But a great dude. Did you know he was a diehard Dodgers fan? I did not know that about Toby Keith. I think Kale had told me the story, Coach Gundy had told me the story that when they were playing the Astros in the World Series – that he had gone down and bought a suite, and they went down and watched one of the games in the suite, or they were planning to maybe. But he loved sports. It wasn't just OU. He was a diehard sports fan, so I I hate it, man. It's just a sad day. A true American. Yes. Oklahoman legend. Just a legend. I, I can't believe it's what we're talking yeah, about today. And, and, it's so sad. And th- this, is, this is the text of the day from the 615. This is a great point. He said, when stars die, I'm usually stunned in a human interest in pop culture sort of a way. Same here, right? I'm like, oh, man, that's terrible. I I loved Carl Weathers, right? I loved his movies and his characters, right? I'm that same way. He added, this one is different. Even though I never met TK, I feel like I lost a family member. He he was ours in in the OU family, right? In the OU, in the state of Oklahoma family, man, there was one thing that we 
we proudly kind of beat our chest about it. Toby Keith is one of ours, man. More Oklahoma. There he is. He's right down there. Look, and, and, and there he is on the field. He's That's him. That's TK watching the game right down there. Hey, while we're remembering Toby Keith, can I take a moment to say that J.R., Jim Ross, needs our prayers? Another great Oklahoman, great Sooner. Uh, I, I know Jim has been battling some health issues. Conrad Thompson, his podcast partner, tweeted out the other day, hey, you know, send a prayer to JR's way. And JR tweeted that he made it through a, another successful surgery. So they were kind of like a pair, right? TK and JR down there on the field. and No doubt. And unfortunately, with both of them battling illnesses, we haven't had an opportunity to really see that a lot. But I just – I'm sad today, man. I – I'm truly sad that we lost an absolute legend. And then, you know, you add to it, Josh. I was I was reading Joe C. Jr.'s tweet. Did you see what Joe Castiglione Jr. tweeted this morning? No. I, I'll what, share what with you real say? quick. Because it shows you that it's more than just a celebrity fan, right? It's It's more than just someone who loves the Sooners and happens to go to a bunch of games and be on the sidelines. Joe Castiglione Jr., I'm absolutely crushed. To my fifth-grade football coach and the man who taught me how to swim in the deep end, his impact transcends way beyond what he ever did in music. R.I.P. He was a pillar in the community. He He was the guy that if you're at a school function or a kid's game, it's like, hey, man, look, there's Toby Keith. But it's not as if he was trying to be something more than he was. He was larger than life, but he was also a dude that you could have a conversation about the drop-off line at school. Or, little Joe C. Jr., man, is not doing his job at third base. What's going on? Or, I guess in this case, at fullback. He was just real. And then in that... Larger than life, right? Well, what a talent, right? What a performer. I mean... Look, uh, more than that, and not just this country music icon, which he was, but if we're talking the the musical side of it, I mean, you're talking about somebody I grew up with, right. Plank, and, and, and many others out there, too. Just, uh, I saw Zach Bryan toss a tweet out that his tweet was, I can't think of the number of drives I had in my old man's car listening to Toby Keith. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way today. You see what uh, – there's so many cool things that you didn't realize he did. Pop uh, just tweeted a video of Toby Keith doing the intro to a Monday night football game with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I had never seen that before, and it is fantastic. I just retweeted it if you guys want to check it out. We'll play it as the show rolls on today. All right. Um, I, I mean, there's there's really no – easy way to to segue today or there's really no um there's really no what's the best way to put this there's joy in the journey and the happiness that he brought so many people but today is one of those joyless days because you know that he's gone so uh, i've i've absolutely loved the memories that have been shared and continue to do so we'll read them throughout the day on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405 651-3439. It's the Plank Show right here on The Wrap. Morning, the loss of a legend today. Toby Keith has uh, left us in this earthly life and all sorts of tributes pouring in uh, today. One of those from one Mark Clayton who uh, 
quote tweeted Toby Keith's uh, official social media account that shared the news of his passing last night. And uh, Mark Clayton writing, going to miss my guy. I'm blessed to have gotten to spend a little time with him before this heart-wrenching news. Toby was a dude's dude. We talked ball. We talked about our heavenly father or the big man upstairs, as he would call him. I'll never forget him telling me to pick my head up and reminding me there was so much more to life after we got our uh, after backsides, we got our, the tails kicked in by USC. He was there for so many of us, and his impact will continue on by God's grace. Man, I'll see you on the other side. Mm. That is, that is absolutely awesome, right? Absolutely awesome. And you guys have been sharing him throughout the day. On the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, uh, the 580. Best memory of TK was him coming to Afghanistan to perform for us in 2008. Awesome, Patriot. You know, all T-Row was playing it this morning. I'll have to go find it. But there was a really cool piece of audio where Bob Stoops in his conversations with the coach were over at Sellout Crowd. Um. Where he uh, he asked TK about it and why he did it, and it was it was really good, it was really good. So I'll I'll dig that up for a little bit later on in the program. There's uh, when I say why he did it, why he would go overseas and perform for the troops. There's patriotism, and uh, you know there's July Fourth and Veterans Day, and in a number of moments where you're you're patriotic, right? Right. And where maybe a celebrity or a star would be patriotic, with Toby Keith. In no way, shape, or form did it ever feel forced, right? I mean, it was so authentic, truly the definition of what it means to be patriotic. And I think that's something that you remember, Toby, by. Absolutely. Did you say a USC Brian has jumped in here relatively early on the phones today? He has. Oh, let's go. Let's hit up the Riverwind Casino line. What's going on, USC Brian? How are you, man? You know, it's always good in the neighborhood, and... I challenge you not to feel bad because Toby Keith has gone home. Because I remember him and Wayman Tisdale were the best of friends. Yep. In fact, they they recorded some songs together. And I remember him recording a song about Wayman, and he sung it at his, at his service. And they were the best of friends. The only thing I can think about when I saw that this morning is Wayman came back to get him. And both of them are riding off into the sunset singing, I need whiskey for my men and beer for my horse. Crying for me. No. Wayman's song, by the way, is a song uh, yeah. you're thinking of. It's, absolutely. It's a beautiful absolutely. song. One of my favorites. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and so, like I said, don't feel sad. Don't feel sad at all because, you know, at first – you, they, there's an old saying my grandmother always used to tell me is you cry when a baby comes into this world but you rejoice when they go home so Good I words, challenge man. everybody to, I, I challenge everybody to rejoice for this man because he was a good man we, we didn't always uh, agree in some of the things at times but he was a good man so hey we don't have enough of those left so hey Y'all take care and have a good day today, okay? You too. That's a that's a guy right there. He's been through uh, USC. Brian lost his wife a couple of years ago. He's lost family members. To to share those types of words is really, really cool. Uh, Brian, we appreciate you participating today, man. We'll take a break. 
Uh, we're remembering Toby Keith through his music and through his passions today. So we'll go all in on one of those with some OU football talk after the top of next hour. Because, Josh, there is there is some concern in the silence right now out of these meetings that are taking place. It's, it's a little too quiet for me right now. A little now. too quiet? A little too quiet in the playoff committee meetings that are taking place. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share what we've learned and at least what we're trying to learn, as well as a thorough, thorough search of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next right here on The Ref. Sorry, I was uh, Casey and I were in here gossiping during the break. Actually, we got a really cool show planned for uh, next Friday. This Friday is the T-Row in the Morning Show 20-year celebration. How about that, man? 20 years. You make that in dog years. They've been doing radio together for 140 years, which is kind of like what radio is. That is amazing, you man. Know, um, 20 years. Wow. Toby, uh, Toby, Teddy, I was always when, – when Teddy first started on the radio broadcast, I, I didn't really know Ted outside of covering him as a player. I was kind of scared of him because he didn't really talk to the media too much. But I would always say, man, I always thought you'd be a coach. I thought you'd be a great coach. And he's like, what's happening here at Oklahoma is the anomaly. Guys don't stay places for years and years and years. You're moving around like crazy. Because Bob Stoops, right, had that continuity with his staff. And when they would leave, they would move on to become head coaches. That's uh, it's kind of like radio, right? What? Two dudes in the same show for 20 years is not commonplace in this industry. Right. I mean, it's kind of wild in this market that you have the longevity that you do of some people. But here, these guys, incredible, man. I'm in awe of it. And, uh, you know, to spend to spend that amount of life together, right, right? and uh, and to truly be very good friends as, as, as they Toby are. and TJ are. I was always uh, – TJ, whenever I first started – working actually in the ref studios. I was a little bit intimidated by TJ. He always seemed a little bit surly to me on the air, but oh, don't he has me. an attitude. He, he has his days. <laughs> he has his days, but no, <laughs> he'll, he'll always greet you with a smile. So that's good. I, uh, I got a lot to get to on Toby Keith on the show. You guys have been incredible on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line uh, and sharing your stories. Here's one from the four Oh five. I never got to meet Toby Keith, but I worked for a medical company that did hospice. And every month, we tried to do something special for certain patients to help achieve a dream of theirs. We had one patient who loved Toby Keith's songs, and so we reached out to see if he would come and meet him. Not only did he come out and meet him, they ended up having dinner at Jamil's Steakhouse, and he sang a song for him. The patient was blind, but he knew every word to the songs, and they ended up Sing, uh, singing two or three songs together. He really was a good man. Oh, man. That, Dude, that's, whew, that tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. Hey, even if you made that up, I don't care. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't think you did. My favorite, the happiest I think I've ever seen a person in my life, Josh Helmer, the happiest I think I've ever seen a person in my life, was Toby Keith after Oklahoma beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. That was <laughs> that was the happiest I think I'd ever seen a, a a person in my life. He was on cloud nine. Sports joy, baby. Sports joy. That's that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Really uh really cool man. We lament the loss of a Well, we celebrate the life, but we're obviously gut punched today. 
with the uh, loss of the great Toby Keith. So continue the tributes, pouring in, really good stuff. We're going to talk a little sooner football when we come back and what we've learned so far from the meetings that are taking place but have been kind of clandestine, a little bit quiet with the playoff committee. It's down to, Maybe I should go try to crash him today, Josh. You know, that's where I'm going after the show because we're leaving out of Dallas for Puerto Vallarta. We're going to hear from Patty Gasso later on in the program. And at 1130 this morning, J.T. Gasso will make his first appearance of 2024 as we talk Oklahoma Sooner softball heading into the start of the season on Thursday. Thursday, 10.30 a.m. against Utah Valley. We'll have you covered uh, talking about them all season long right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.